So we're um, doing Signs of the Times. Hope everyone's had a good week of fasting. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling really good. So it can be hard, but you know, as we press in and as we crucify the flesh, our spirit rises up. So it's worth it. No pain, no gain. Right? So we're going to read from Isaiah 61 verses 3. 1, 2, 3, sorry. God gave me this scripture over three years ago and I've been meditating on it ever since, not knowing what we were entering into at that time. And I think it's an awesome scripture because it tells us what's coming, but it tells us who we are. So it says here, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of Jehovah has risen on you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the peoples. But, but, Jehovah shall rise on you, and his glory shall be seen on you. How awesome is that? Arise, church, arise for and shine, for your light has come. The light of Christ is to shine on you and it gives us a warning, doesn't it? It tells us what's coming. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness, deep darkness will cover the people. Are we seeing that right now? Are we seeing the darkness upon the earth? Are we seeing a gross darkness on people? Yes, we are. So how great an opportunity for our light to shine. How great an opportunity for our light to burn brighter amongst the darkness. This is not the time to hide away. This is the time to let your light shine, to go into the dark and shine your light. That is what we are here for. The glory shall be seen on you. How exciting is that? The glory of God will be seen on you wherever you are, wherever God has placed you, the glory of God will be seen on you because you will be surrounded by darkness, but on you is the light of God. That is our responsibility on this earth right now. And that is why we preach things that matter in this pulpit. Because we're not here to give you a watered down sermon that is not going to help you out there because you've got to go out there and you've got to live in the world. So we can't bury our heads in the sand and pretend there's nothing going on. Let's pretend that everything's okay when it's not. When we have people going to hell, it's not okay. It's not okay. And as Pastor Ash said the other week, what breaks the heart of God should break our heart. We should start to feel again. We need to feel compassion. Jesus walked amongst people and showed compassion because they were lost without a shepherd. People are lost out there. They need us to shine our light. 
Because the absence of God increases the darkness, increases the lawlessness, increases the immorality. What we are seeing in the world is an increase of evil. Why? Because of the absence of God. And unfortunately, too, because of the absence of the church. Because we like to play nice in our little bubble and pretend that nothing else out there exists. Well, it does exist. And now it's penetrated our society because we've stayed silent for far too long. It says in Ephesians 5.14, Therefore, he says, Awake, sleeping ones, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We have a short window of time on this earth to make a difference. None of us know when our time is up. So I don't know about you, but I want to go down actually, actually making a difference. I want to make a difference in this world. I don't know about you, but I want to stand before God and know that I've given it everything. Know that I've held nothing back. That I've left it. What's that saying? When you've got to leave it all on the field. You leave it all on the field because you've given it all. There's nothing left. So it says, Awake, sleeping ones, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Wake up and shine your light wherever you are. As this world becomes more wicked, your light will shine brighter. Your light will shine brighter as we begin to step into the dark places. Now, this morning, I'm going to talk on the subject of abortion. And um, we've, heard, we've heard many people say, that's political. Why are you talking about that? Well, guess what? It's biblical. It's biblical. And that's why the church should be addressing it. And we address it this morning not to condemn, but to set free. Because healing comes through redemption. Healing comes through forgiveness. Healing comes through repentance. And what we bring to the light brings healing. So today is not about condemnation. It's about setting people free. Because the truth sets people free. So we need to speak about these things so that you can share them with others. Because if you share with your friends and they share with their friends, we can make a difference. So as we know, that's one of the greatest evil of our generations has been the slaughter of our babies. All around the world, we have slaughtered millions and millions of babies on the altar of convenience on the altar of convenience. Unfortunately, I hate saying that, but that is the truth. And the churches, most churches have stood by and not said a word. And what, what did Pastor Ash say the other week? To speak is not to speak. We are saying more by our silence 
than what we are with our words. So we would like to see this evil end because it breaks God's heart. Because every life is valuable to him. Every single person in this place was created with a purpose. God knew you before you were born. He knew you before you were born. Every life is valuable. And we stand for life here this morning. God stands for life. As Christians, we need to stand for life. And what tears the heart of God should tear our heart. It's pretty clear in Scripture, Exodus 20, verse 13 says, You shall not kill. It's pretty straightforward there, isn't it? You shall not kill. So currently in Australia, we have legalised abortion to birth. If you didn't know that, most of you do. We have legalised abortion to birth, which means that a healthy baby can be born alive through an abortion that doesn't work if you can believe that. A baby can be born alive when they've tried to abort it and it is left to die. Born alive, perfectly healthy, left to die, is not given any life-saving treatment, is not treated as a human being. Get your head around that. How is it that we're debating this stuff in Parliament right now is because the church is asleep. We would not be debating this. I mean, why are we even debating it? The fact that we are debating it says that we have lost our heart. We have lost our soul. This is a human life. Under any other circumstance would be given life-saving treatment. But in our barbaric society, it is given none because of the will of the people there. Now, I don't, I don't blame the mothers. Most of the time they're coerced by our awful medical system. It's shocking. How can this happen in our society? Our most innocent and vulnerable are killed in the womb. Where's the human rights? Where's the care for life? And then they're sold off. They're making money out of this practice. Why do you think they do it? They're making money out of it. That is how sick our society is. Because of the absence of God. Because of the absence of a God who cares for every life. Not that he's not, that he's not here, but that we're not caring his presence into these situations. So I just want to play a short video this morning just to prove to you that this does actually happen. It's only about 30 seconds, but if we can play that, guys, that would be... Our 
are babies born alive after abortion in Australia? Yes, and so this is probably the most important thing to emphasise, that it is possible for a child to be born alive after a procedure that was intended to kill them, that is an abortion. And, you know, it's really important we get this straight, Amanda, because even just two weeks ago, the WA Health Minister, Amber Jade Sanderson, said to the West Australian, there is no such thing as a failed abortion. She said, babies are not born alive after an abortion, and it's just not true. We actually know from data in just Victoria and Queensland that on average, every week, a child is born alive after an abortion without a legal right to care. So... Okay, so get your head around that. Every week in Australia, a baby is born alive and left to die. So the stats, that's what the stats say. So in Victoria and Queensland, because their laws are ahead of ours, between 2010 to 2020, 724 babies were born alive just in these two states. Just in these two states. So we don't have the stats of the other states because they're not they're not keeping stats, I wonder why. How horrific is that? To think that we even have to debate in Parliament now to get this bill across the line, which is the Babies Born Alive Bill, if you, if you didn't know that was happening. There is a Babies Born Alive Bill that has been put forward in Parliament, which is about to be debated and at the moment it's not looking too good because we have some advocates for all the, uh, the, all the lobbies, the abortion lobby and everything else that, that are lobbying the other side. So of course they have more power and they're having more say about this. The fact that we have to even talk about this is, is ridiculous. So we need to stand church together and let this break our heart. Let this break our heart for a society that doesn't value innocent life. But we can do something about that because we are salt and light to this world to bring healing and to bring restoration to this world. So there's also, I, I just want to encourage you, if you like to follow Dr. Joanna Howe, she puts um, things out on her social media every week. She always has resources on her page. So if you have a discussion with someone and they don't believe you, you can refer them to her site so that they can be informed. And we also need to be thinking about how we can, we can let our parliamentarians know that we're not okay with this then we're not okay with this and, and we're actually going to petition them to say, what are you doing about this? What, do, what are you saying about this? So that's the Babies Born Alive Bill. And there is also a wonderful movie out there that we've just put up on our church Facebook page um, that is about a woman um, who, with regret after having an abortion and how it has affected her life. So there's a wonderful movie out there on our social media page. If, I just encourage you, share that to people so that they can receive healing from, from this because it's a wonderful, beautiful movie that is actually at the moment 
going all around America. So Adelaide is doing an amazing job in this space, which is awesome. And we are the only state that actually gives life-saving care to our babies if there is a failed abortion, by the way, because we fought hard for that. But in every other state, it doesn't happen. So that needs to make us angry, righteously angry. And what can we do about that? Well, as I said, the, the practical things that we can do. But how can we expect our God to have blessing on our country when this sort of thing is going on? We need to understand that innocent blood has been shed, so therefore we need to cry out for the forgiveness of our country. We, we need to cry out on behalf of that and cry out to God because we know what happened to the Israelites when they went down the same track. It says in Jeremiah 19.3. And say, hear the word of Jehovah, O kings of Judah and people of Jerusalem. So says Jehovah of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring evil on this place, which shall cause the ears of him who hears it to tingle. Because they have forsaken me, and have estranged this place, have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the king of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They have also built the high places of Baal to turn their sons, sorry, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal which I never commanded, nor spoke, nor did it come into my heart. They were sacrificing babies to the gods of Moloch and to Baal. What is new here? We have just repackaged the name. We have just repackaged it. We are doing exactly the same thing. This is a prophetic warning to the people that God will allow things to come upon a land because the people have forsaken him, because they have turned away, because they have allowed things in their society that is evil in God's sight. What is our responsibility as Christ's representative on this earth? Firstly, it is to rise up and speak and to actually care, to care about these things because God cares about them. We should care that innocent lives are being sacrificed. We should care about the lives of the, of the families that are being damaged because of this. We should care about that. That should break our heart because we should want healing for these families these people that have been deceived by the enemy. It tells us in the Bible to, to not grow weary of doing good. And sometimes you may feel like what you're doing is not doing much, but every single person that you reach is making a difference. God sees everything you do. 
and it may look like a mountain, but together we can move that mountain. Together, one life after one life after one life, we can make a difference. Because it says here in Galatians 6, 9, but we should not lose heart in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. For in due season we shall reap. Do not lose heart. It's so easy to lose heart. But it says in due season. America fought the battle of of fighting their abortion laws for 50 years. And they didn't give up. And they eventually saw a breakthrough. So it can happen. It can happen if we do not lose heart. And that's in every area of your life. Do not lose heart in well-doing. You shall reap if you do not faint. Don't give up. Discouragement will come. The enemy wants to discourage you. The enemy wants you to say, what's the point? It's too dark. It's too hard. What can I do? I'm one person. You are a person of God. You are a son or daughter of the Most High. You can do a lot. You can do a lot. Your presence on this earth, shining your light. The enemy will tell you, why bother? But God sees everything you do. God sees everything you do. And in John 15, 4, he says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. We can do nothing if we are not plugged into Christ. If we are not plugged into Christ, what we do is nothing and what we do is not in love either. Because what we do needs to be in the love of Christ. And if it's in the love of Christ, it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit. So we need to abide in Christ. We need to be in him. We need to walk closely with him, not in our own strength, not in our own ways, but in Christ. We are Christ to this world. And only can we, if we are connected to him, can the life source come from him. The life source is from him, so we must be connected to the vine in order for that love to flow, in order for that joy to flow. We must be connected in Christ. It says here in 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all with our face having been unveiled, having beheld the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Lord's Spirit. We are being changed from glory to glory. If we are in Christ, if the Holy Spirit is in us, if we are being submitted to Christ, the Holy Spirit is transforming us from glory to glory. From glory to glory. And that is how the light of God will shine on you. 
That is how the glory of God will shine on you if you are in Christ and you're growing in him and you're allowing him to transform your life. Then you will, your image will go from glory to glory. So as we abide in Christ, we are transformed by his power to become more like Christ. That is the, the Christian's mandate on this, in this world is become more Christ-like. If we were to believe, if we were to come to Christ and make a decision on the altar or wherever we've made a decision for Christ and that's it, then God would strike you dead at that moment, right? <laughs> There'd not be no point in the rest of your life. But the whole point of being a dis disciple is becoming more Christ-like. It does not finish at salvation. That is the beginning. That is the beginning. Salvation is the beginning. It is a journey with Christ. And we are to be changed from glory to glory. And that's how we can shine the light of God in this world. Jesus brought truth to the world and he brought grace to the world. Every time he ministered, he spoke truth and he spoke grace. To the woman caught in adultery, he did not condemn her, but then he said, do not go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. That is what we are here to do. We reveal truth. Why? To set people free to set people free, but it is in the grace and the love of Christ so that you can have healing and redemption. It is truth and grace working together. So as we abide in Christ, we become more Christ-like on the earth. We are to let our light shine in dark places. This area of abortion is a dark place. We need to be in that dark place. We need to be in all those dark places on the earth. And we need to talk about this. It's not a popular thing to talk about, is it? We're not here to be popular. We're here to be Christ. Christ was never popular either. People hated him, actually. But the time is now, church. The time is now to rise up, to speak up to be prayed up, and to show up. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The time is to rise up, to speak up, to be prayed up, and to show up. You can pray. If you are older and you think, I, I can't do much, well, you can intercede. You can intercede on the behalf of these children. You can intercede on behalf of these families that are being destroyed. You can intercede on behalf of Parliament that their hearts will be moved to change these barbaric practices. You can be moved. You can share with others what's going on. Do you know most non-Christians, people that don't even know Christ are not, are not happy with this either? They just don't even know what's going, is going on. So you need to share. Don't be afraid. You are the light. You are the light. That's what we're here for. Titus 2.11 says, For the saving grace of God, 
has appeared to all men, instructing us that having denied ungodliness and and worldly lusts, we should live prudently and righteously and godly in the now age. We are to live prudently and godly and righteously in the now age. That it, so that is to mean that we do not live as the world lives. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. And we're, so we are to live righteously as Christ did. Because we are the called out ones. The called out ones. So this morning, let's decide today, where is it that you can shine your light? Where is it? that you can make a difference this morning in the world around you because you are one light. And when one light's added to all these other lights in this room, that's a lot of light. That's a lot of light. We have a responsibility right now, church, to make a difference. We have a responsibility right now to be salt and light in this world because who knows the world needs it. The world needs it right now and they're looking to us. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of Jehovah has risen on you. He's risen on you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the peoples, but, but Jehovah shall rise on you and his glory shall be seen on you. That is good news. That is good news. The darkness is an opportunity. See the darkness as an opportunity for your light to shine. It is not to be scared or afraid, but to take this opportunity to let your light shine this morning. Decide to live for Jesus today. To decide to stand up for righteousness in an ungodly world because each one of us will will need to give an account. Each one of us will need to give an account to the judge. Jesus comes back. But when we stand before the throne, we also stand in front of a judge. And he will judge our lives. And yes, it'll be awesome to get into heaven, but I want to get in with something, right? The only thing that will stand will be the good things that we do. That doesn't save us. By no means does it save us. But the world should know us by our fruit. The world should know us by the things that we do, by the behaviour that we show. Be holy as God is holy. Let's pray this morning. Mighty God. Holy Spirit, Lord, I just pray that you will speak to your people this morning, Lord. I pray that if there's any hurting people here this morning because of what we've, we've spoken about, Lord, I just pray that you will you'll bring your restoration right now in the name of Jesus, that you'll bring your forgiveness, your love in the name of Jesus. 
for there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We thank You, Lord, for the cross, that everything was laid on the cross, defeated by Your blood. If there's anyone here this morning, you're saying, yes, I, I want to receive Jesus. I want to follow Him. I want to make that difference in this world. But I need Christ in my heart. If that is you this morning, if you want a relationship with the life giver, just lift up your hand in this place. I'm going to pray for you that Jesus will meet you where you're at and He'll take you on a new journey with Him into life. Awesome, God. He's stirring your heart right now. If that's you and you can sense something's happening in your heart right now, if that's you, just lift up your hand quickly and I'm just going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. And maybe you just know that God is stirring you this morning to really make a stand for Him. If you felt challenged this morning, that is you in this place. I'm going to lift up your hand and we just pray for you too. God will just really put His power in you. Amen. It's awesome. He'll put His power in you to live in this world, to live righteously wherever you go, to shine your light. That should be all of us. We should all be lifting up our hands, actually. Because we all need to carry more light to this world. But if anything that has been said this morning has really maybe just stirred some things from the past and that you need prayer from this, for this morning, I just encourage you that you, there'll, there'll be ministry down the front at the end of the service. So while we sing this song, if you, if you feel that's you and you're feeling in your heart, you're just a bit of a heaviness or something that God's talking to you about, just there's ministry time right now. So if you'd like to come forward, feel free to do that in this atmosphere. Amen. Let's just sing that song. <laughs>